Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my healthy wife, Maura. How are you, my yeah, love? We are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Staying We're healthy. healthy. I've lost my voice because last week, amidst all Gotta of this madness, yeah, we, we had some bad allergies. Desmond and I had some allergies. Um, and, you know, we're just, we're in the middle of this quarantine right now. Craziness all around us. We are, we're seeing the silver linings. We, we know, I've been saying this over and over. You know, a million people are going to lose their jobs in March and um, money is not just disappearing. You know, money's changing hands. And so right now it's our job to find ways to position ourselves to be on the receiving end. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whatever you guys are doing, you need to be looking for a plan B. You know, I know a lot of people probably watched Netflix for a week and then realized, oh, this is real. Um, and so, but we don't want to waste too much time because we have a guest that I actually recorded a solo podcast with, and I was so excited for you all to hear it. Um, and we lost the audio and I kept the tab open because the audio software that we used at the time, um, I didn't know that, that oh, was our it, guest, it was a, no, it was a free, uh, the one that Chris lent us, but, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so, I kept that tab open. We started support tickets. My my editor did everything we could do and um and we lost the audio and I was so upset and I hid myself from this person <laughs> for months because I I I just was I was so embarrassed and I was so angry about all of it and that's just what I do. I I crawl into my show when things like that happen. Yeah. But I got to introduce him again because you guys don't know who I'm talking about. This week's guest is the international best-selling author of four change-making books in the optimization healthcare space. The 2019 release and master treatise on fat loss, Guaranteed Shredded. The 2018 release and number one overall men's health book, The Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. The Ultimate Guide to Living a Fully Optimized Life. The 27 IF Masterpiece, The Metabolic Blowtorch Diet. I got all of these books, by the way. The Ultimate Guide for (laughs) Optimizing Intermittent Fasting, Burn Fat, Preserve Muscle, Enhance Focus, and Transform Your Health. And the 2015 released and number one five-star rated book of all time on TRT and TOT, The Definitive Testosterone Replacement Therapy Manual, How to Optimize Your Testosterone for Lifelong Health and Happiness. Jay's also the founder of TOTRevolution.com and the globally recognized TOT Revolution and Optimized Life podcast. Both podcasts interview the top optimization physicians and subject matter experts who answer questions and provide their decades of experience to help men and women become fully optimized. Jay also created Optimize Forever, the world's number one premium group for optimizing hormones and long-term health. And Jay's also a champion male physique competitor who, along with his wife, Monica, co-founded FabFitOver40.com, the number one site on the web for people who want high quality and scientifically backed information on staying fit above 40. Uh, of course, I've I've known Jay for a while. Um, we hit it off. We've we've been friends, and it's a crime that it took so long for this uh, to get to you guys. But I totally appreciate it um, that Jay's coming back on. He's giving us a second chance. Second chance. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Jay Campbell. What's up, brother? 
Danny and Mario, man. you guys, first off, uh, I'm humbled at that insane, amazing introduction. And uh, as I always say to people, everything happens exactly as God intended. So Absolutely. here we are today at the perfect time. And there are, of course, no coincidences. So, man, nope. I'm humbled, blessed, privileged, honored to be on your show. Let's rock. Let's oh, do this, Thank brother. you so yeah. much. Yes, we agree with you 100%. And now I wasn't on, so now I get to I know, this. I wasn't on, so now I'm happy that I get to be here. So, you know, we always lead off with this question, and I'm curious to see because I'm sure your answer might be a little bit different this time, but what is the most critical problem you are currently trying to solve? Yeah, it's a perfect question, um, especially, it's. I mean, it's an eloquent and elegant question, especially in today's uh, current environment that we find ourselves in. Um, I would say right now for me, um, because I have spent insane number of hours uh, in the last six weeks. Uh, I know Danny knows, Mara, you probably know through Danny, but uh, you know, because of my intel in the medical community, I was way out in front of this. Like I've been writing articles about this since January, right? Like I, I have an article on my site at the end of January telling people to get ready for this. And then I think the first real articles that we started going crazy with were like on the second week of February. But it's just letting people know what is actually happening. That would be my the struggle or or, or the you know the the greatest initiative because as you guys know, social media has created this ma- vast massive echo chamber of disinformation. Yes, yeah. and most people have no idea how to discern what is true and what isn't, and. You know, instead of like blaming people and saying, um, you know, they, why do they not know how to discern? Um, I just like to say it's most important to put out very truthful, you know, very factually supported content so that people can, you know, read it and, and then obviously discern and judge for themselves. My, my, my answer as to why people cannot discern, and I know that Danny and I talked about this on our first podcast, I remember very, very like it was yesterday, <laughs> is that social media in the age of social media, they have conditioned people. And you guys know this because you, you homeschool your kids. They have, we have conditioned people to not be critical thinkers. Yes. Right. And so now people read something online. They hear something from the mainstream news. They, they see something, you know, in a Netflix documentary or show, and then it's instant that it's truth and it's factual. Yep. And so that's where we as a species, because of social media are now walking that line and so, you know, my goal in what I do and all the information that I put out, and I, you know, again, I'm standing on the shoulders of greats and giants, you know, like you guys and Ben and so many other people that I speak to on a daily basis. Um, it, it's it's critical that we put out truth and that we put out information that you know can help people. I mean, just in the last three days, I've obviously been putting out information about vitamin C, and I know you did too. Oh man, day. I, got I saw black for that, dude. I saw. I won't. Well, we can talk off air. I won't. I won't, <laughs> yeah. I won't disparage a person that I should disparage oh right now. Yeah, but Good. but the truth is, is that the highest level research scientists right now who are treating on the front lines in Italy and in Spain. And of course, in China, previous to that, know that high dose ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, orally dosed, by the way, which is even stronger and more effective than of an IV of it, um, defeats and literally, you know, uh, stops the spread of COVID. So it's like that type of information is what needs to get out to the front lines, first responders, obviously physicians that are treating, you know, end stage patients, because as you guys know, we were talking off the air about this. This is a horrific bioweapon that was designed to kill people. And it wasn't just designed to kill 
Chinese people or Italian people or U.S. citizens. It's designed to kill everyone. It's like a herd thinning mechanism. Yeah. 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 Dude, I'm wow. so glad you said that because, you know, Maura and I, we are on the same mission. We, we, we just want to provide an alternative to what people are seeing. And, you know, of course, there's so many people that are like, wow, thank you so much for that. And then, of course, there's going to be the people that are just like, you know, you're not, you're not, um, publishing, you're, you're not giving like published stuff. And, Danny, do you, you have research. a study for that, bro? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, dude, what about all these cancer treatments that are not even in, they're not even in stage two of research and people are trying them because they want to live. Yeah. You know, like there's so many things like that. When you're practicing medicine, you can't wait for an RCT to come out. You can't wait right. for the ethics review board to to approve a study. You got to well, start. How long does it does it doesn't it take? Like how long does it take? Oh, Is I it don't like even seven know. Seven years or something, or like four. Oh yeah, and it's a scam. And peer review and PubMed and oh, pub re- published research whatever, is all a scam. I mean, you know, Anthony J wrote about that in his book. I mean, we don't have to yeah. debate that because. But yeah. everything what you just said is right. We're in a time right now where people are losing their lives. We're up against a very formidable opponent in COVID, the way it's engineered, and information that is accurate that can help people has to be pushed into the mainstream. It has to be pushed to, again, to the first responder community. And for people to argue with you or me or anyone pushing the information out, it's just, it's just honestly, it just, it reflects the vibration of the person. Yep. Yep. That's it. Absolutely. Low, low, low vibration. Today. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and it's, you know, it's so interesting, man, because I'm, I'm looking at our questions and, and I'm reading them through the scope of what we're going through. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is kind of amazing and kind of weird that, that these questions are still so apropos. So I want to start with talking about this book because, you know, I still think that there's a ton of people that can get their hands on this ebook, um, living a fully optimized life. Um, one of the For things sure. I love about it is this very thing, this important idea that we as individuals are the only ones who are responsible for our health. I mean, how yep. appropriate is that right now? Um, <laughs> but you, you talk it's about- It's awesome, dude. No coincidences. How crazy yeah. is that, right? Like, No, no, but it, it is. It's absolutely true. And you know, something you just said, Marta, to, to, for me to go back to is the truth is, guys, is that what comes from this, You know, whether it's two years from now, three years from now, 18 months from now, whatever, is definitely going to be a better world because- this is literally the greatest awakening for humanity yep. because everything that they are attached to and beholden to systems wise is done. It's, it's done. all yep. fucking toast. Everything yeah. is toast. Mm-hmm. If you think that, you know, Oh, by middle of April, everything's going to be back to normal. Uh, no, no. <laughs> so the medical system, sick care, all this stuff, it's all gone. And it's like, I'm telling people right now, like, Look, if you get the symptoms of this, if you think you might have it, you can't go to an urgent care or a hospital. No. That's the most infectious place in the world. Yep. yep. So you got to battle this from your house, from knowledge, from wisdom, you know, getting, hopefully you have wisdom teachers that are around you that can give you this kind of information like us. And then you got to defeat this yourself. You, you cannot rely on, you know, the external medical system to fix your problems. And so my guess is, is that you guys, all of it is gone and we will move into some form of, uh, you know, almost like ancient wisdom where it's like you're working with like a healer, you know, in your community mm-hmm. or something like that, who can give you the information that you can just, you know, live off the land, whether it's supplements or herbs or, you know, some sort of holistic medicine. But yeah, I mean, medicines, hospitals are toast. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. There's I actually. Gonna be, oh, are you going to talk about what you posted? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta. I. Tell it's funny because I, I literally posted that like just as a, <laughs> just kind of as, as a status on my Facebook the other day, like that you know 
this whole coronavirus thing, it's like the ultimate red pill for yes. for everybody, you know? And yes. it's like what we've been talking about forever. And I never want to be one of those I told you so people. Um, but you can say But it. it's time to wake up. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's absolutely 100% time to wake up yeah. and to, you know, get it together here. And uh, yeah, like I, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's, it's terrifying for all of well, us, really. Well, so, so as I was telling you guys, um, the podcast that I did with Cliff Hyde, you know, this is perfect for your audience and listeners too, is like, you talk about red pill. This is black pill because yeah, for real. this virus, okay, this virus is engineered to come around three times. There are three phases to it. And not only is it that nasty with, you know, we know it has HIV and it has all these high level forms of SARS. I mean, there, there's all sorts of other mRNA protein encodings in the virus itself that they can't even figure out yet. But here's the fucked up part is it attacks the angio uh, tensor receptors, the A2s. And so those things are yep. in male testicles, heart mm-hmm. tissue, and lungs. So if you get it and it gets into like a very advanced stage, uh, you're fucked even if you make it through because you're going to have scarred lung tissue, damaged testicles, and most likely damaged vascular tissue. Yeah, right. Ace two is so huge. this thing is so fucked up, but there is a, uh, you know, a silver lining to this. And that is if you take massive dosages of vitamin C and obviously I put this out today on Twitter and I put it out yesterday. Um, uh, I can't remember. Oh, in a blog on my site that a really amazing doctor from China wrote and volunteered to put on the site. Mm-hmm. But basically you need 500 milligrams to two grams of C. And oral is best, and whether it's liposomal or capsule, it doesn't matter. I mean, liposomal may have, may be assimilated a little bit quicker, but per 30 to 60 minutes at the initial onset of symptoms. Okay. And then you, you know, if symptoms do not resolve themselves within 12 to 24 hours, you can go up a little bit higher because again, remember when you're immune compromised, you have an ability to handle higher uh, levels of C. Um, you are going to have obviously diarrhea, loose stool if you take, you know, high levels of uh, high dosages of vitamin C, but they know from the front lines. And again, this is all sourced in the article that I have on my site, which is on jccampbell.com right now. So anybody can, uh, you know, fact check me, but they know from high level dosages of C right now that it literally does stop the virus in its tracks. But as Clip was saying in the podcast yesterday, you still have to use C. And then there's one other supplement and it's called chaga mushroom. Oh, oh chaga. chaga. Yeah, chaga has a very, very powerful antimicrobial um, um, uh, uh, you know, component to it that when taken in combination with C will absolutely ma- keep your immune system like revving at like the highest level possible. So those two, and, and by the way, the dosage of that from a maintenance standpoint is 500 milligrams to one gram. And if you get it, you should take like between one and, and two, but Cliff says 1.5 um, grams a day is perfect. And you can get, you can get chaga and tea, your coffee, uh, or you can just take the root capsule supplement. And, and, you know, of course it's on Amazon, but those two things work better than any antiviral, antibi- antibiotic, or um, uh, what do you call it? Um, what the, um, I forget. There's a, there's another form of, of medications they give to people that have these type of diseases, but the, you know, the, the, and then the medic, the medicines, by the way, too, are HCQ, um, which is like an anti-malaria drug and then um, Z-Pak or, or, or azithromycin. So mm-hmm. those, yeah, those you can also take with like a high level form of zinc. And this is, again, this is in this article. It's on the top of my website right now. It's just, I think it's called no, a novel, novel uh, cures for a novel virus, COVID-19. Yeah, so I'm going to this website. Are using on the main, that's what they're using in the front lines right now in New York City and that they're using in Italy. So 
you, you can definitely heal yourself, but you definitely got to use vitamin C and chaga. Honestly, until we have some sort of an antidote for this, probably for the next three to five years around the planet, because that's how this thing is. It's going to keep coming back. Wow. Jeez, man. Uh, what do you think about, I mean, I saw that there was like a study being done. I'm not sure um, what's, what's going to happen, but they're saying that it's possible that, you know, a bunch of us have already formed immunity to it or like antibodies. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, I don't so, know about yeah, that. So that's think. absolutely true. So that's absolutely true. And this is what I know, and I didn't tell you guys this off air, but I'll tell you guys this now. So what they now know is that this thing was loosed in the military Olympics in Wuhan in October of last year. Now, whether it was loosed intentionally or it was accidentally released, no one knows. But they definitely know from dark web activity that that's when it was. China started having a mass outbreak of this in December. They covered it up. They yeah. still, you guys, they are still covering up the intel. Oh, like, for sure. From what I understand, and this is what Cliff High, and again, this is all sourced in the podcast I did yesterday. Cliff, Cliff says that more than 20 million have died in China. Wow. And he oh, knows that, God. he knows that from the cell phone cancellations for CTL, which is China wow. Telecom. I mean, like wow. they're just outright disappearing numbers, wow. right? So and it makes sense because when you understand the potency of this thing as a bioweapon, he said that in Wuhan, I guess there's 17, I mean, it's a big city, but there's 17 million people in there. And a lot of people literally li are like living in giant, you know, uh, apartment cities. And he said that entire apartment communities were just shunt, were just shuntered. Like literally, because, wow, you know, they're telling dude. people to stay in their house. And that was what he was telling me yesterday is like, look, staying in your house without vitamin C and chaga is like a death factory. Like this thing is airborne. It can circulate. It can. It can. It can stay alive. You know, it's a live virus on inanimate objects. I mean, it's crazy how wow. horrific this thing was designed to kill people. So, whether you know five hundred thousand people have really died in China or twenty million people died in China, it doesn't matter. This thing is really bad, and as Cliff said, it's designed to come around over three years. So, all of us until there's an antidote, and obviously, we know that vaccination is not the solution. Yeah. Wow. Until there, until there is an antidote for this, you got to use vitamin C. It's got to be a huge component to your daily supplement um, stack from now on, uh, and of course, chaga mushroom. Now, obviously, you guys know from you know some of the people you guys work with that we all work with that some of the high level doctors also have peptide therapies. And yes. There are stuff that you can do to shut down cytokine storms, which is what it does. Um, but for most people, they don't have access to peptides. Right. Yep. So that's why I say you know C and chaga. Anyone can get that, and thank God C is so cheap. Um, so you can just take C and that'll keep your immune system revving. Nice. Yeah, man. We, we, I've done, you talk about these, um, you know, this, this just providing the alternative information. I did a live on Monday on, uh, glutathione. I did a live yesterday Beautiful. on, uh, actually Monday was thymosin alpha one. Um, and then we did glutathione yesterday. We're going to talk about homeopathic stuff, oscillococcinum, biocidin. Yep. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of that stuff today. Um, so just by the way, there's one other thing. Let me give you guys. I just oh, found yeah. this out last night. Slippery elm bark. You can get slippery elm bark, by the way, for dirt cheap off of Amazon right now. I just bought 10 bottles of the stuff, but it is a very powerful antimicrobial because what it, it works in the uh, lungs. So what happens with COVID is it, 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 um, it increases the secretion of mucus. And so then when it has this massive mucus covering in the lungs, that's when you cannot respirate. So wow. that's when wow. essentially you just literally stop breathing. So that slippery elm bark, the capsule, and you can also, of course, make a tea. It 
totally decimates mucus form, formation in the uh, lungs. It's amazing supplement, actually. I knew nothing about it until I talked to Cl- Cliff, and then I read all kinds of stuff about it last night, but it's pretty amazing stuff. What kind of uh, – so you said lipos- it could be liposomal, but would just regular vitamin C work? Absolutely, yeah. So like they know from China that it works better orally absorbed than it does from a, a, um, a drip, an IV drip. Oh, okay. So um, I, I would assume that like you could even take emergency – you know what oh, I mean? Like okay. Yeah. Like so the, any, cause yeah. Yeah. The powdered form. Yeah. It, it just has to be orally absorbed ascorbic acid. But I mean, truthfully, like for people to get the dosages a day, cause like a maintenance dose, the, the science that they have now in China is it's 20 to 40 milligrams per kilogram. So for most people, it comes out to like two to five grams a day. And that's a lot of vitamin C. Yeah. Right. But if you want to live through this shit, you better yeah. be taking it, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it definitely will stop um, you at that dosage theoretically and again for most people and, and actually from actually contracting wow wow well that's good to know man it's, know. that's good stuff to know we're gonna put all this stuff in the uh in the show notes i got the um i emailed myself the article so i could read it and put it in the show beautiful notes yeah the article's put- amazing dude I, I there's a lot of information coming from a writer in china her name is doris la l-o-h and she's just done amazing like in the article, all of her articles are linked, but dude, just link out to everything. Cause there's so much information in that article, dude. Good, 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 good. This is what we want. I got someone else, uh, sent me someone else that, that's doing uh research on vitamin C. I'm just going to keep putting it out. Just, just sharing it. You know what people are dude, doing. It's the answer. You're not going to be wrong. No, no idiot can say anything. Fuck all of them. I want to say, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> I know yeah. it's I know. so hard, yep. but, uh, but, but, but like, Anyone who comes to you or to me or anyone in a time of crisis like this and says you have a study for that, you're a low vibration douche. (laughs) You literally don't understand the purpose of why we're all here. We're here to save, not to save people, but to save the human race and move us into an advanced higher conscious form of beings, not someone who wants studies to verify schmientism. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I had to, I had to mention this because you talked about, you know, one of the things that, that, um, that you talk about with respect to like taking charge of your health, you talk about, of course, getting blood work. And I love that you have, um, a, a, a discount code for private MD labs because I use them. Um, that's in the book for anybody who gets the book, there's a, there's a discount code there, but can you just share with people like, you know, people are usually getting their CBCs and their cholesterol and that crap. Like what are, what are some of the, the blood markers that you would recommend to people that, that are truly focused on, on, um, holistic health and, and they want to get the full picture. Danny always asks the best questions, Mara. You got a good one. <laughs> he does. He asks great I questions. I mean, honestly, no one asks these type of questions. No, they, he doesn't. I remember you asking me the same. Didn't you ask me that question before? I did. I did. So it's so funny. So it's, this is again, this is God intending us to meet later because I wrote an article called, um, understanding your inflammatory markers. And so I'll, I'll send it to you, but it's also on the site right now too. And it literally has everything. So almost all blood work for, unless you're, you know, obviously comorbid or you have issues is useless for people that are looking to be optimized because they never, you know, again, sick care, they don't order the right labs. Right. But as you guys know, what determines disease is inflammation. And so the levels of inflammation in your body is really what you want to monitor and, and be aware about. And so, so the answer to your questions very specifically is C-reactive protein, high sensitivity, because that's going to tell you for the most part, like the cumulative levels of inflammation in the body. 
Um, the amount of visceral body fat, which isn't going to come from a medical lab, but obviously, you know, if you do a DEXA scan or a bod pod or even an in body, you're going to get a good idea. Uh, visceral body fat is the most inflammatory substance that we know of. Like yeah. it is so inflammatory. So the more visceral body fat on your body, the more inflamed your, you know, your, your organs are going to be. And obviously the more sensitive to cytokine storms, which is critically important today. Yes. So that's another thing. Yep. If you're obese and you get COVID, it's a flip of coin. Yeah. It's absolutely a flip of the coin because you're already living in cytokine storms. And now you have a pathogen shooting through your tissues that is basically creating more of them and more advanced ones. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you got a lot of LBs, especially like in the lower midsection, if you're a man or like in the butt and, and the upper back, like a woman, you know, work on fasting and losing body fat in this, you know, yeah, you, can easily, you can easily drop LBs. But anyway, um, so that's, so visceral body fat, uh, C-reactive protein, and you should take, if you can, if your doctor's smart enough, order the high sensitivity screening. Um, and then there's obviously homocysteine. Homocysteine yes. is also going to show vascular um, degradation and vascular inflammation. Um, obviously, um, from a cholesterol level. And by the way, just a quick point on cholesterol. And I think you and I talked about this before, Danny. But cholesterol is very overrated. Okay. Yep. yep. Obviously, LDL levels and triglyceride levels are a form of inflammation. But if you really want to get your, um, you know, your cholesterol levels understood, you want to have um, uh, a carotid artery scan of your of your neck, and you know that area and stuff like that, so that they can like determine the particle size of your cholesterol, which is much more important than a total cholesterol level. I know people, and you guys probably know this, um, but there's people from the Mediterranean that have 400, 500 levels of cholesterol, and they're perfectly healthy. Yeah, right. Just as there's people, I have three ninety minus three ninety. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So exactly. So then, so then there's people that have 120, 130 and they're inflamed and comorbid. So cholesterol is very misunderstood. Obviously you guys know, never take a statin. It's like the most horrific thing ever. We also just wrote an incredible expose on statins on my website too, which highly recommend people um, reading. But um, the other things would be, um, you know, gut you know, gut sensitivity and gut issues. And obviously, as you guys know, it's very hard right now where we're at with the science to understand really what's going on in, in the stomach. But obviously, if you eat a lot of shitty food, GMO based, and you drink alcohol and sugar, it's likely that you have inflammation in your microbiome. So those are really the most important things. Um, obviously, if you're on therapeutic testosterone, therapeutic hormones, there's other things like understanding your hematocrit and your hemoglobin. Um, although most doctors, uh, will, you know, freak out at higher levels because again, the science isn't up to speed with where they're really at with the tip of the spear. But most people who use therapeutic testosterone, as long as you are doing some form of cardiovascular exercise, um, and turning over, uh, the viscous, you know, thickened, uh, oxygenated blood that comes from using therapeutic testosterone, especially when it's injected, you're going to be okay. I mean, very, very rarely do I see men that really do need to be therapeutic, therapeutically phlebotomized. And a lot of doctors still think that that is the case because the levels, when they look at uh, standard level uh, lab ranges indicate, again, according to the old math and the old understanding that they should go get phlebotomized. And the problem is, is that when you phlebotomize a man, you lower their iron count. And when you're doing it two or three times a year, because some of these guys, you know, through injectable testosterone have what they consider higher or elevated hematocrit and hemoglobin levels, but it's really not true. <clears throat> and that's an esoteric conversation that we don't need to have right now. But the bottom line is, is that when you over somebody, you lower someone's iron so much that you actually cause them to be in a much more worse state of health than by not doing it. So of all those things, if you summarize, um, basically your C-reactive protein, 
your LDL cholesterol, um, obviously your triglyceride levels, how much visceral body fat you have, your homocysteine levels. And then I would recommend for most people, if they can, to get a carotid ultrasound of their neck and stuff like that to see exactly how much like uh, cardiac inflammation they have. Is, is that different than a coronary calcium score? <clears throat> same exactly. Same, same thing. Oh, okay. 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 Good. Good deal. Yep. Interesting. All right. So Danny uh, and I want to dive into some of the practical stuff. Uh, you've spoken about metformin for a long time now as basically li- a life extension in a pill. So yep. first of all, can you share some of the benefits of metformin beyond the standard use for blood sugar control? Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote an article and my, you know, I, I wish I could say that I wrote it myself. Um, I mean, I always edit it, but I have an amazing copywriter in Canada who's insanely gifted. Uh, and I've trained him for six years, but uh, he, you know, he did all the research and we tackled it. I mean, honestly, like as you, as Danny, you know, like, you know, Dr. Peter Atia and some of these other big names, you know, were going after metformin about a year ago. Yep. And honestly, a lot of my recognition came when, you know, Ben Greenfield trashed it on a podcast. And then I put out a counter podcast and said, I don't know where you're getting your information from, but um, you know, it's all BS. Here's the truth. And so then he saw my video and he invited me on his podcast and then, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. But um, since, since that time, um, in the last four months, there's been a couple of other articles that have come out basically saying that, oh, well, you know, if you're a, an elite athlete, you shouldn't use metform because it, it might lower, uh, exercise performance at max output or something like that. So is it because of like AMPKs being stimulated too much? Is that what they're saying? Is that, well, there's a, there's a lot of theories. Um, basically the article that's on my site right now, which we can link to and stuff like that. We out, we basically look at every statistical uh, intervention that's ever been done negative or positive that was like you know worthy of mentioning and we we came to the conclusion that the only people that should not be using metformin are elite power athletes or strength athletes who you know have like that one you know one repetition maximum that determines you know um, victory or, or defeat um, because and again, my good friend, and I, I think you know him, um, Danny, Stan Efforting. I know. Uh, oh, ben of course. Knows. Yeah. I, got, yeah, so I, I know, was a fan know, of his I, Yeah, forever. he's amazing. Him and I talk like a couple times a day. We're always texting each other. But he was like, in his podcast that I did, we, we did together, he was like, you know, he's flat out said, he's like, look, Jay is totally right about Metform and everyone should be on it unless, and then he gave that, um, you know, breakdown. And that's like, if you want, because what ends up happening is, is that metformin is so efficient at glucose. Uh, you know, nullifying glucose absorption in the liver that for a strength athlete or a power athlete or somebody that needs like maximum torque, you know, mTOR generation, like basically would want to stop using it, you know, a month before they, they actually performed. Because again, it's so efficient at rate limiting um, glucose in the liver. And so if you, turn, you stop using it, um, you're going to have a little bit theoretically maximum power. But to, to answer your question, Mauro, so here's the things it does. And this is why it's so unbelievable. And again, this is all in the article. It absolutely prevents amyloid plaque formation in both synaptic and dendritic pathways. So they know that when you use metformin, you massively reduce your chances of getting any form of neurodegenerative disease. So that would be Alzheimer's, yes. dementia, any of those things. So it, it, suppresses, yes. it suppresses that type of plaque in the brain, in the brain tissue. Um, it also is, um, massively, um, uh, cardioprotective. So it suppresses, um, inflammation in vascular pathways. 
Um, in addition to all the wondrous things it does, obviously, for life extension, because we know that it suppresses the insulin signal. And as you guys know, the least insulin that you have, obviously, the, lo- the, less, the longer your chemoreceptors in your pancreas will function. Um, so obviously, and again, that's why they prescribe it to people that are type two diabetics and even just hardcore diabetics, um, because of, because of that. But, you know, obviously when you combine it with our lifestyles, right, fasting, ketogenic, um, modified, you know, whatever type of diets we're doing, it will, uh, in combination enhance fat loss because when you have such a lowered insulin signal in specific types of tissue, you actually, another one of those uh, doctors that I've been like talking to recently, and this is new, by the way, I've, I've never put this out before. He says that you, he could actually, this is pretty fascinating. He says he could create an effervescent solution with metformin and, um, albuterol. If you could get literally an effervescent solution of it, whether it was yeah. liquid or a capsule format, and you would literally, it would actually target the B2 receptors in stubborn fat tissue, like for men, like around the lower abs and stuff. And it would be like a, he would say it would be like a, a vicious blowtorch to stubborn body fat. And again, it's some of the, it's just some of the, you know, the pathways that uh, metformin targets in combination with albuterol. That was kind of geek speak. But the, but the reality is, is that metformin will also uh, enhance fat loss. It will definitely increase, um, you know, basic metabolic rate, especially when you're in combination with obviously fasting or, you know, like you were saying, Danny, like in- enhancing um, AMPK or um, also um, stimulating, um, I can't think of what the other chemical uh, is right now in my brain. What's the other chemical? You got AMPK and then... Uh, well, are you talking about the the the, the counterbalance? Like yeah, or? so what's the other chemical? Um, I can't think right now, right now, my brain. It just, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, another, it's another chemical pathway um, during fasting. Um, just can't think of it right now. I can't think. It's 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 one of the biochemical cascades in uh, in fasting. It doesn't matter, but but metformin it does so many good things from a life extension purpose that I say that you know really once you get to twenty five you should get your A one C levels. And by the way, I left that off on the inflammation, but A one C is obviously the level of blood glucose for the inflammation. Um, I mean, for the blood scores that you should obviously get, I think you Mm -hmm. mentioned it, but you should get your A1C levels. But once you get your A1C levels measured when you're like 25 or 26, if you have a, you know, and a lot of people do, especially people that have been eating high carb diets or have gluten insensitivities or anything like that. If you're, if your A1C is like 5.6, 5.7, which is like borderline type two diabetic, you should absolutely go on metformin forever. It's that simple. Amazing, man. And you know, it's funny because I, I I feel like just based on my knowledge of like the research, like there was that study that came out last year where they showed um, enhanced metabolic rate. Um, yep. The lower you lower the carbs, the the more calories you burn, and yep. so it just gives credence to this this whole exactly. insulin theory. It's very yep. very compelling. Um, yep. And and of course, I've I've experimented with combining metformin with berberine. And I want to see what your thoughts are. I kind of asked you about this last time, but I totally forgot uh, what you said. So what, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's great. Um, um, you know, there's obviously Sean Wells has done some really awesome research on com- combining both of those two. Um, I personally have not used them in combination, but I mean, my, you know, I'm, the effects I get from metformin are so great that it's like, ah, maybe I could add it. Maybe I might get a little bit more. I mean, I, I don't know if I would, but I mean, I've seen the research from Sean Wells and I've heard the information. The only issue that I have with uh, Berberin is, you know, it's a supplement, right? It's like, yep. do you trust the supplement manufacturer? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yep. I mean, that's the only thing. It's like whenever people go with supplements over drugs, you know, it's like, and you know, but I mean, there's smart people, you know, like in our groups, you know, like, you know Dr. Anthony 
Um, I can't think of what his name is right now, but um, you know, he, he talks shit about metformin and all the um, particulates and all the side things that are in metformin as a drug. And he's right. You know, I can't, I can't dispute that. You know, they're always putting like extenders and stuff to like, you know, keep it stable you know, longer and all that stuff. And he's like, a lot of those things are probably, you know, harsh. The one thing about metformin though is, is, and I think you guys know this is it's a plant. It's the French iliac, right? It goes back thousands, if not, you know, we know hundreds, but it probably goes back thousands of years in herbal remedies for all the things that it does. And, and they were using it, you know, in France in the 18th and 19th century before they even had metformin as a drug. And that was for people that were diabetic. You know, so, I mean, it's, again, like most of the stuff that I recommend that's medicinal, you know, pharmaceutical interventions are usually earth-based, right? They're natural. You know, obviously people are like, oh, but testosterone is a drug. I'm like, no, it's not, motherfucker. Testosterone <laughs> is a hormone, right? Yep, so it's yep. like when we get attacked, right? Like we know that these whatever are attacking us on this planet, it's like they're attacking our hormones. You know, yep. how are you going to improve your hormones if you can't modify them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you give us, you know, you just, you just gave a shout out to our great mutual friend, Anthony J. And you did so in your book and we're huge fans of his work. Can you share some of the worst culprits for our audience when it comes to endocrine disrupting chemicals and what some of the downstream effects are? Um, We have like a, you know, our Berkey filter at home. Um, I don't use anything like all of our personal personal care products that we use. I mean, I've been you know, not using, you know, regular children for years. Um, I know you mentioned <clears throat> an Icelandic brand as the only uncontaminated water source. <laughs> drink right Are you drinking it? What is it? <laughs> I'm drinking it right now. Unfortunately, though, as you guys know, with all this nonsense, they're back ordered right now. Two oh, I'm sure. Months. Yeah. Oh, back man. Jay's not months. getting his Icelandic, dude. Oh, man. I know, dude. So Yikes. have you guys been drinking that now? Well, we've, we, well have. we have our Berkey. Yeah, but we have Oh, yeah. Okay. Too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, obviously Anthony's amazing. I love Anthony. We all love Anthony. Um, I've done God so many things with him. Um, he, so, I mean, honestly, the question's impossible to answer because like, we're so contaminated now, Mara. I mean, oh like I, I, I mean, literally living in a house, you're being blasted. I mean, here's the thing, and this is really scary shit. And yeah. you know, we'll put our, we'll put our tinfoil hats on right now, but <laughs> the 5g signal oh, with, man. with, with packets, so yep. this is what I was told. And again, I cannot verify this and I won't go too deep down the rabbit hole, but from <laughs> what I understand now in the major cities, 5G is full blasting right now. Yeah. And a lot of people are, conv- are, are confusing. They're, they're saying maybe some of this is 5G. Okay. So yeah. So, some so, of the so, symptoms, so, so, yeah. so I'll get to that in a second. I, I, I think there's a, there's a component and Cliff and I talked about that very specifically yesterday, but Cliff said, okay, so this is what Cliff said. And then I want to go back to what I want to say about 5G, but Cliff said that there's no way to know if 5G is involved in this, but what we do know about mRNA encoded viruses is that they are frequency manipulated. So it stands to reason that 5G could absolutely be potentially some sort of a signal transducer to accelerate or enhance or whatever you know the spread of it. And remember too, it's an airborne pathogen. So who's to say that they can't like literally be shooting this out of the planes that are shooting chemtrails? I mean, I'm getting real conspiratorial here, but there's yeah. no, there's no way to know where Nobody this knows, is coming yeah. from. I mean, again, we know that it was theoretically loosed in the military Olympics in October where everyone, all the militaries from all around the world were in China for this Olympics. 
So then theoretically, they took it back to all corners of the world. But who's to say also that the same malevolent group who created the virus is not also spraying it in the chemtrails, which would then <laughs> be radiated and transduced by 5G. It's all very possible. But, but to answer your question about 5G, there's only a couple of phones. And see, this is where you get dorks and geeks, you know, <laughs> you know the, the, the high-level technical people, they can't even come to an answer right now because they'll tell you, okay, well, there's only a couple of droid phones that have 5G capability, okay? But does that mean that a regular, you know, iPhone 11 Plus Pro, whatever the fuck this thing is in my hand, <laughs> this enslavement device, right? Yep. Right. What, what, whatever it is, like, does that mean, though, that it can't accept or receive a 5G-powered signal right now? Because as you guys know, right, it'll say, oh, LTE, 4G, whatever the fuck yep. that means. So that's the debate is the debate among those people in that community is some guys will say, oh, no, it can't handle 5G because the phone and the hardware doesn't actually handle the signal capability. But then you have other people who will say that's not true, that the device will still modulate a frequency of a higher receptive value, which is get us 5G. And again, if you get deep into, rap, into the weeds on 5G, it's packets technology, right? The way it works. So you need all these gigantic towers and you guys, I don't know if you've seen them, but like, you know, I've got friends. I'll send one to you too if you want to use it. You should, have you seen what these things look like? The five the towers. towers in the major cities. Oh my God. They're the most demonic looking things I've ever seen. I'm sure. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're horrific. Like I was sitting in traffic in downtown LA with my wife and our, um, one of our daughters about three weeks ago. And I turned to the left and I was like, what the fuck is that? And, and, and Monica took a picture of it. And then I sent it to my buddy who's, who works in this. And he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a tower. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. So they're everywhere. And here's another thing. And this is absolutely, you know, not even conspiratorial. One of my really good friends, very successful guy, he lives in a high rise in um, downtown. And he literally just came back from the Galapagos. He had to, he barely got out, guys. He was there wow. for like a, literally a 14 day ceremony, uh, ayahuasca ceremony. And oh, wow. he said that when he got back in literally within six hours of being in his building, he had a headache. Yep. He had vertigo. He was like, dude, I'm out of here. I'm literally leaving tomorrow. I don't even give a fuck. He's like, if I can't sell this place, I don't even care. I'm literally leaving. Wow. So he felt that kind of variance from being away from downtown LA for 14 days and then being back there in his tower. I think he's like on the 26th floor in like a really nice place in downtown LA. And he was like, Jay, in six hours, I was, over I was overwhelmed. I was completely enveloped in it. So again, wow. to answer your question, 5G, if you're in a major city, is definitely irradiating the environment. And whether you can avoid it or not, I don't even know. No, so the normal answer before 5G was turned on was like, okay, you shouldn't have a Wi-Fi. You know, the whole Ben Greenfield thing, right? Like Ben Greenfield has his entire house hardwired so that he can just like pull asleep with no EMF or you know, frequency or electromagnet um, free, um, radiation. But obviously you guys were in bigger cities, you know, Ben's in the fucking wilderness in Washington. So even if we did that to our house, would that mean that we wouldn't be having the EMF from our neighborhood? Probably not. Probably not. What can you do now to mitigate it? And that, you know, what you guys are doing, water filters, you should have a shower, you know, you should absolutely have, you know, protecting the water that comes out of your, you should be using glass, Tupperware, nobody should be using that shit anymore. That shit should be in the garbage. You should be using glass. Every food storage thing that you have should be glass. Hey guys, we're going to take a minute right now to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Santa Cruz Medicinals is a company that we've been using for years now. 
They make high potency, high quality, lab tested CBD formulas at an affordable price. They offer ketogenic, paleo, gluten free, sugar free, lab tested formulas. You all may remember when we did our cannabis series last year. One of the things we learned with CBD is that the research is pretty clear on dosage. 5 to 20 grams per kilogram is what you should be taking per day. And most of the quote-unquote CBD you see online and on Amazon is severely underdosed. Most of these products are offering dosages that are so low, you'd have to down a bottle a day. (laughs) That's why we love Santa Cruz Medicinals, because they offer highly dosed, potent CBD with clean ingredients, and they have several cool products, but we want to share our favorites with you. So what are your favorites, my love? Um, All of them? (laughs) No, really. I have yet to try a product from them that I don't love. However, I will talk about some of my ride-or-die products. So during my cycle, I get horrible migraines, guys. And my go-to is definitely their peppermint tincture or the 10,000 milligrams to get a potent anti-inflammatory dose. Uh, Peppermint has been shown in studies to relieve migraine pain. But let's talk about the pain salve real quick because this I use for almost everything. And everyone in this household agrees we cannot live without it. So the CBD pain salve, it has clean ingredients that you can trust, but it also has peppermint, which really, really helps. And so what I like to do is I'll rub some on my temples and it really provides instant relief for me when I have bad headaches. But of course, I'll use it as well for any muscle pain that I have. Well, I'm personally a huge fan of the 10,000 milligram bottles of CBD in MCT oil. I put it in my coffee and then again at night, I'll, I'll put some more in like some broth or whatever drink I'm drinking, hot tea uh, to get an adequate dose for the day. I also love the pain salve, especially when I'm extra sore. We usually take turns massaging it onto each other and it always does the job. You guys also have to try the new CBD infused hemp and collagen protein. If you're a fan of horchata, you will love this one. Oh, that one is so good, guys. We just tried it and it is so good. Um, So yeah, if you're interested, check them out. You can find them at scmedicinals.com. And of course, don't forget to use the code FATFIELDMOM at checkout to save 15% on your order and get free shipping, guys. All right. I love that you bring up fasting in the book because by now, especially in the low carb space, people are aware of the benefits, but a lot of people tend to do it wrong or try certain shortcuts. You talk about autophagy and you talk about some of the other great benefits of fasting. Of course, the release of BDNF, which helps us grow new neurons. When you say to fast two to three days a week for this purpose, what do those fasts look like? I actually, I've actually tried these fasts, but I want everybody to, to, to hear this because I like how you do it. Awesome, man. Yeah. So my first book that I wrote, really, uh, um, you know, stepping on the shoulders of giants, you know, fasting really first came into the marketplace from um, the guy, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, physical Martin culture, Burkans. the guy who who had the physical culture in the 1900s? Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, like in the in the, interma- in the information age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cans, who's not the best person on the planet, by the way. And he knows <laughs> and I don't get along but um he you know he started talking about lean gains and so when i first understood fasting like hardcore and you know i go way back because like, like lyle mcdonald before he went insane and nuts you know him and i <laughs> were research confidants back in the 90s and so you know that's got so long ago now but 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 the reality is is that um i started using intermittent fasting in 2010 okay i knew about it in this from like around 2007 to 2010. And as you know, Danny, I was using the ketogenic diet, a cyclical ketogenic, a targeted, even the Atkins in the nineties. Right. So like I, I knew all about all of these biochemical cascades and processes and stuff from being in ketosis and whatnot. But 
um, when I started really manipulating um, timing and, and eating uh, uh, windows and, and frequencies was like around 2010. So 2017, a lot of my inner circle was like, bro, you got to write a book on fasting. He's like, you know, most of the shit out there is nonsense, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I finally put a book out there and that was in 2017, which was the metabolic blowtorch diet. And to just, you know, ma- I made an advanced version of that last year, which was the, which was guaranteed shredded, which is really, like you said, it's an ebook. It's like 22 pages, but it's like, you know, hyper focused, much more advanced level of blowtorch diet. But as you know, Danny, the blowtorch diet is literally simplified alternate day fasting. Yep. So on days that you train with weights, hopefully, if you're not retarded, you're literally, <laughs> you're doing some sort of obviously resistance training. And I, and I get that some people hate weights and they, you know, they like to do plyometrics or they like to do yoga or whatever. But as long as you're doing some form of resistance training, fine. Yeah. So on the resistance training day, you eat. And then on the next day, you don't eat. Right. And so, as you said, depending on how ripped you want to be, how low are you, how, how far you want to lower your body fat, you're going to fast anywhere from two to four days a week. The more days you fast, the later you can get, right? It's that simple. It's kind of right. like thermodynamics. But ultimately what happens is, and you know, obviously um, credit to Dr. Jason Fung, who's wrote some amazing books on fasting. He, he wrote The Obesity Code. And then he also wrote the real book, in my opinion, that's the best scientific book on fasting and it was, it was his study, not his study, but the study that he linked to, which is a very obscure study about alternate day fastings. It was done in the seventies that made me realize that was like, and again, I just, you know, again, stepping on the shoulders of giants, I just figured this out on my own. I mean, I, I had no idea, but when you prime the body um, by going one day with food and the next day without, you are literally, you know, cre- keeping your body in a state of flux, right? And when you keep your body in a state of flux metabolically, uh, and I know you guys are huge on metabolic flexibility and we'll talk about that. But when you keep your body in a state of flux, your body will never, ever reach a point of homeostasis. Now, most people are like, oh, you want homeostasis. Well, not from a diet, you know, a dietary standpoint, because you want to keep your body guessing so that it never gets used to specific, you know, in, inputs of food uh, or even set points of current body fat levels. So the more dynamic you can keep your body's uh, metabolic machinery, um, the more you're going to be able to variate and to change it and to manipulate it. And obviously, you know, again, through which we can talk about in a second, metabolic flexibility, you can, you can live a life that's worth living and you don't have to be eating like these horrifically Spartan type, type of diets that most people, you know, recommend to people and stuff like that. So basically yeah. my diet is just an every other day fasting diet. And the, you know, I think the biggest differentiation is that I don't think scientifically that you can say fasting is 14 to 16 hours, right? If you're yeah. a giant, person, obese person, metabolically disabled, resistant, whatever, then sure, you know, not putting food in your mouth for 14 or 16 hours is going to lower, lower body fat or or drop pounds. But ultimately to fast, because you said it, the key word is through autophagy and hormesis, you have to go without food or any kind of caloric intake for about 18 to 20 hours. Yeah. And when you get to that level without food, that's when all the biochemical cascades that really are fascinating, which, you know, one of them is BDNF you talked about. Um, the other one is obviously AMPK. The other one is when um, the, the whole leptin thing, I can't think of the chemical. It still won't come to my head. But basically when you're at 18 to 20 hours, you are literally creating a biochemical cascade that triggers um a catecholamines, right? And so catecholamines are norepinephrine, ephedrine, all of those fight or flight stimulating hormones. And the fight or flight stimulating hormones attack stubborn body fat. 
So when you fast regularly for 18 to 20 hours a day, you know, two or three days a week, and even if you're just doing it two days a week for maintenance, you're going to minimize uh, fat deposition. It's that simple. Now, a lot of people will come at me and say, yeah, but dude, those fight or flight hormones are toxic and, you know, they create blah, blah, blah to the stomach and to the, to, to the uh, microbiome. But again, as long as the next day you feed your body and you give it, you know, good nutrients, healthy amounts of protein and essential fat, the body just gets used to that and then assimilates so that it gets into a state where like, hey, I don't need excess body fat. But at the same time, it functions very, very well because it gives you the benefits of having low body fat. And then at the same time, um, you know, the benefits of being refed or, you know, higher glycogen on the feeding day. So it's, again, it, it's a very, very successful adaptive process. Yeah, man. I, I love it. And, and I think it just, it, for someone like me who has issues with like, Sometimes I get cravings. Sometimes my appetite's crazy. Dude, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, that you're so right. But like when you when you just say to yourself, especially because it's an off day, it's strategic, you're like, I'm just not eating today. It makes it simple. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, if you want, and I, you know, obviously this is a perfect time right now, right? Because we're so so we didn't talk about this, but we can, but like obviously, you know, in this quarantine, social distancing, whatever the hell this is. You want to spend time with your family, right? So yeah. I totally get the idea that like, for example, for me today, right? Thursdays are fasting days for me. I train even the home, you know, the home workouts right now. I train Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are always my fasting days because Thursdays I'm always in the studio doing podcasts. And Tuesdays I'm usually doing either meetings for with clients or vendors or advertisers or affiliate people or whatever. Yeah. And so the days I fast, but like, and I, and a lot of times, as you guys know, I won't even eat, right? Like I'll come home maybe and have like a, you know, a nice um, protein shake with um, MCT oil or something like that, just to feel yeah. a little bit saturated. But like now, you know, with family and stuff, like it's better to eat with them and to sit down with them and like, you know, experience like, you know, build a good relationship with your friend, your, your kids or, you know, your wife or you know, your husband or whomever and stuff like that. So the, that's to me, the best part about fasting is the flexibility. Again, the metabolic flexibility, the adaptability of like, you can still get all the amazing benefits by not eating until you come home at six o'clock or seven o'clock at night. Right. And then you still can eat then, and you still have all the fat burning benefits of the day and the biochemical process of not eating. But at the same time, you can, you know, enjoy life with your family and have a meal and it's not going to, you know, curtail or screw you up from a dietary standpoint. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, well, let's say you're on a proper diet supplementation, you know, you're doing your training, you've optimized your lifestyle habits, like stress management and sleep, and you're actively doing things that get you away from this modern zoo we live in. And you're maintaining your spiritual fitness by silencing your mind with all that in check. How does someone go about optimizing uh, testosterone? Uh, even if they're using TRT indefinitely, what are some considerations for them to continue getting the same benefits over the decades to come? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I, it's funny because uh, it's an amazing question. Again, everything is happening perfectly because my answer probably when I talked to Danny like six months ago is probably different than now. Yeah. That's um, great. And, and, and honestly, truthfully, like we are in a weird world right now, right? Like medicine could go down. No, if you don't have a black market slash gray market, you know, slash a buddy bro at the gym that can hook you up with tests, you know, you, yeah. you might not be able to get access to it. So it's a really awesome, and very pertinent question. Um, I personally recommend, it's weird, you know, um, saying this now to people, but I mean, most people who know me now know that I'm not the TOT bro anymore. I'm, you know, moving to Jay Campbell, the spiritual guy, right? So it's like, 
I'm, I personally tell people that they should, you know, go through every specific means possible before, you know, using the therapeutic uh, intervention of, of testosterone. Right. And we both know, I mean, obviously Danny and I know like we're so manipulated now in society today from all the things that we're talking about from, you know, the radiation from, you know, electromagnetics to the EDCs to the GMO food. I mean, even in our houses, there's just so much shit in modern, in, you know, construction. So yep. it's like, it's very difficult as a male or female to not, you know, consider therapeutic hormones as an intervention because it's just, it's, it's hard. But I, I still tell people like, first check your diet, check your sleep, check your blue light exposure, obviously check all the other interventions that we've already talked about on this amazing podcast, but you know, do all of those first and, and make testosterone, even though it's such an amazing tool and it works for so many people if done right. I mean, for everyone, if done right, and that's another conversation, right? Like so many docs don't know how to do it right. But, yep. yeah. but the reality is, is like, make sure that you have all of the natural interventions and means covered first. Again, you said it already, Mara, supplementation. You know, most people's sleep is so fucked up. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. They sleep with their phones next to their bed. You know, Oof. their phone is their freaking alarm. You know, they wake up to take a piss and check their fucking, you know, social media accounts. I mean, it's insane. Yep. Right? So it's it's like, crazy how addictive it is. Yeah, when you fix that, when you fix that, if you still are having, you know, deficiencies hormonally, then obviously by all means, you know, work with a physician who can optimize you and they're out there now, thank God. But um, but first, you know, obviously attempt to do everything naturally. Um, most guys today, if they get eight, you know, I shouldn't say eight, but if they get six and a half solid, you know, hours of sleep, both polyphasic and REM sleep somewhere in that amount of time, um, can, 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 can still build muscle and can still have some form or level of hormones. I wouldn't call it optimized, but enough to avoid pharmaceutical intervention. But if you're not, Okay. And you're also, if you're fat and inflamed, I mean, you got, you, I mean, you almost have no options. I mean, obviously attempt to lose the body fat and, and reduce your levels of inflammation, but testosterone is, you know, as I've said, and I said this on Danny's last podcast, it's by far the biggest tool in the tool belt. Yep. Yeah. It's the hammer, right? It's the giant jackhammer. That's right. Yeah. So, so you, you talk about, you know, different preparations have like having different effects on DHT signals and libido. What are some of these differences? Cause I think anybody who wants to look into this is going to want to know about this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. Um, so realistically, if you're going to go down the pharmaceutical intervention path, which is obviously, you know, you get, hopefully you're going to work with a doctor and honestly, it's a perfect time. Let's talk about it. What if you're not working with a doctor? Cause a lot of fucking people are not going to be working with a doctor pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple. That's the world we're going into. That's well, they the don't even have the bandwidth to work with you anyways. Exactly. So that's the post. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> you had to say it. When does the lights go out? <laughs> okay. But before that we get to true. that, and we'll definitely end the show with that. But no, but it's it's a great question. So let's assume you you're going down the pharmaceutical means. You have a black market, gray market, you know, person. You have a doctor, whatever. Let's say society, you know, re, rebuilds itself in six to eight months, and you're fine. Um, the best. The best means by far, there's only two delivery systems that are worth a shit. And that's injectable, which is most the, the most tried and true, which has been, you know, in, an intervention for 60 plus years. And now, now there's cream on the, on the scrotum, you know, a transcrotal testosterone application. Now, obviously cream has been around a long time. Androgel is still the number one sold testosterone, therapeutic testosterone delivery system. And it's utterly worthless. It's a 10 milligram, you know, per gel or per, per milligram dosage. 
10 milligram per gram gel dosage. It's useless. It can't be applied to the testo- to, to the scrotum. And it's just too low of a, a formulation to make any uh, means. And also, and this is something funny, and I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast before, but we realize now that almost all of the tests or studies, you got to study for that, bro. that's been done done on testosterone that were negative or showed issue was with androgel, right? So the study should be thrown out because it's not even an effective formulation or delivery system at that low of a dosage. So that's something else for all the study bro dudes that like, dude, if you're looking at a study on therapeutic testosterone and you think it doesn't work because it did this or did that, you know, it caused vascular illness or blah, blah, blah. And it was, if you see that, that androgel was the therapeutic uh, adjuvant, then the study's useless. But anyway, th- and that's, by the way, 98% of all studies that show testosterone being bad, which are very minimal amount anyway, thank God. But, but the bottom line is, is that between injectables and between transcrotal tests, really nothing else is going to work. Um, what we know, and you know, Ben knows this, and obviously Ben did a podcast with me on this, and we talked about this, is that you got to use testosterone in isolation, Okay. Um, using an AI to block or inhibit estrogen is an absolute utter fail, you know, epic fail, as they would say on the internet bros, um, because it blocks, um, the actual aromatization of testosterone into estrogen. And we need that for health. That's exactly what confers all the protective benefits to bone density, to brain health, to vascular health, to skin health, uh, synovial fluid. I mean, you can't even imagine. I mean, again, estrogen or estradiol, which is E2, is a pleiotropic hormone and it's responsible for male and female health. And so when guys look at these lab, lab ranges of testosterone, Danny, and you know this now because like it's in our community, but the governing testosterone ranges of like estrogen are meaningless to a man on therapeutic testosterone. Or, and, a, and by the way, a woman who's on therapeutic hormones too, that's a whole other podcast. We could do that yeah. if you want to talk about it someday. But, but the, reality, oh, yeah. the reality is, is that doctors are still governing men who are on therapeutic testosterone by those minimal, uh, you know, minimum range levels that do not apply to men on therapeutic hormones. So you have to throw that out. And most importantly, is you cannot use that as a mediator. And so if you have a doctor who's using that, you got to find another doctor. Because your yeah. doctor is just going to literally keep you in that confined, narrow range of nonsense. Yeah. It actually is not healthy. Like when they give guys ARIs to keep them in those low suppressed ranges, as you guys know, it crushes their sexual function. Yeah. It crushes their bone mineral density. I mean, you know, ask Ben how he felt when he was taking an AI when he was competing. I mean, it literally destroys brain health. It makes people go nuts. Wow. Right. Yeah. So like Anyway, there's a lot more information on that, assuming society, you know, writes itself coming out about that. Cause I just did a podcast with like the world's leading androgen researcher, Dr. Scott Howe about Danny on how, um, I mean, it's unbelievable by the way, when, when I push this out into the marketplace, like he can prove how all of the top bodybuilders have died. I mean, wow. it's, it's literally all due to high dosages of AIs blocking all of these vascular pathways and what is really happening. And when they, when, when they do the autopsies on, you know, Rich Piana, Dallas yeah. McCarver, I could name a hundred other guys. Like they Jeez. know that they're micro fissures in the vascular network, but they just say, oh, they died because they were on polypharmacy and everything right. was fucked up. But that's really not the issue. Cause as we know, going back 60, 70 years, I mean, high dose anabolic steroids does not kill people. 
what kills people is stupidity in combination and recreational things. And then, you know, obviously not taking care of yourself, but really what's killed people in the last 10 to 15 years is AIs. But that's a whole nother story for another day. But I gave you a nice little sample. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get Scott to come on Ben's podcast first and then go on Dave Palumbo's nice. podcast. And, you know, he's happy to come on your guys' podcast too, Heck but yeah. I mean, he sure. has 13,000 studies analyzed. Wow. wow. That's every study ever done on using an AI in both women on breast cancer, men on testosterone. And, and by the way, Scott was a former competitive bodybuilder. Wow. So he wow. knows so he what knows. guys are doing from a polypharmacy standpoint yeah. to compete. And so he can like literally talk to people about it. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. But anyway, that's a whole other story for another day. But, but the summary of testosterone is if you're going to go down that path, make sure that you use testosterone in isolation. Nothing is going to mediate side effects. You know, you can't take a CIRM like, a, you know, Novadex or Raloxifene or any of these things for side effects that you think are caused by uh, taking testosterone because they're really not. The side effects actually come from the combination of a CIRM and testosterone or an AI and testosterone. Just stay on testosterone, use a very, very low dose, you know, like the Tim Ferriss method, the minimum for the maximum, use the lowest dose possible to achieve an effective, um, you know, uh, med medicated response, which is like, I feel good. I have great energy in my brain. I don't have brain fog. Because as you know, I mean, there, you know, therapeutic hormones, it's not about building muscle and having great sex, even though that's a byproduct, it's improving cognition and feeling yeah. good, yeah. right? Waking up in the morning, like, yeah, I'm fucking, I feel amazing. I got morning wood, let's roll. You know, and so that's, that's technically what, you know, using therapeutic hormones is about. So, you know, that's a whole nother conversation where we could go really much deeper on testosterone. But I mean, I think that covers the basis. Don't use anything but testosterone. Start as low as you can go, you know, the whole low, go, start low, go slow. And then, you know, based on how you feel, if there's other issues that come down, you know, say three months, four months after the road, then you can start looking at other interventions like supplements, like zinc and stuff like that. But there is never a need ever to block estrogen when you're on testosterone. That's that's one of the things, you know, I love the things that you say because they're provocative and obviously a lot of them, you know, s fly in the face of, of a lot of the stuff that people exactly. are talking about. But it's, it's the opposite great. of what people think is true, but eventually right. soon, again, if society reboots itself, everybody will know that using an AI was one of the worst things ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> And we all used it because that's all what we thought we had to do. I mean, I was using an AI. I used an AI for like six years. Yeah. And I felt like absolute shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. A lot of people do. And it causes a lot of health problems. A lot oh, of them. Oh, my God, dude. It causes so, ama so many. It's insane. I mean, I'm telling you, when you hear Scott talk about this and he has it completely broken down, it's just incredible, dude. He, he blew my mind. Well, I'm excited to hear yeah, that one. So and I'm cool. excited to bring him on for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, let's talk about this because I love how you break down supplementation. You got these several areas. You got focusing agents, supplemental nootropics, fat loss agents, muscle builders, healing and regeneration, sexual enhancement, and general health and maintenance. Could you just give like a few examples of each area, how you kind of how you use these in your daily routine? Yeah, dude. And again, again, this is like God so aligned. So, so one of the things I learned from Scott, and again, this is like Dude, nobody knows this. So Scott can prove that, you know, it's funny because, right, and again, I didn't know this even when I wrote that, but any steroid that doesn't aromatize is so bad for health, you cannot even imagine what it does to vascular networks. Like, it is so bad. So all these guys 
that are in the steroid using bodybuilding performance enhancement realm who think that like, oh man, it's not aromatizable. You know, I'm not going to have any side effects. Dude, they're fucking killing themselves. Like this is crazy. This is, this needs to be shared. That does not aromatize is poison. So how funny is it that in that, in that uh, book and living a fully optimized life, we, you know, we talk about anabolics. What are okay. And the only ones that we say in there that are okay is like, Scott was like, yeah, dude, those are okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, that's great. That's great. No fucking way, bro. But yeah. So, so if you're going to use a performance enhancing drug, make sure it aromatizes because again, remember aromatization is what confers the protection. You know, all this utter nonsense that belief that side effects from testosterone are, um, you know, caused by high estrogen is a myth. It's, it's, it's complete nonsense, but to, to answer your other question. So nootropics, like I'm obviously a huge modafinil believer. Um, I, I, I am, I a hundred percent know this now as a guy who's been using modafinil for 15 years, you have to use a microdose. Okay. If you use a heavy dose of modafinil, you will blow your receptors. You will just, it will become useless to you. So Thankfully, I was smart enough because I, I used um, I used a half a tab, a 200 milligram, 100 milligram when I first started taking it for like six months and we would do two weeks on, two weeks off. And eventually I just started getting you know headaches to it. So bottom line with modafinil, amazing focusing agent. It's totally non-addictive. It does not have what I think is provable uh, receptor attenuation. But yes, like anything, and you know this, anything that is going to give you benefit should be cycle other than testosterone. Right. Yep. And so the ultimate thing with, with my, and this is just my opinion, but obviously very studied is uh, I would say that you should use a microdose of modafinil. So that's either 25 to 50 milligrams. Again, assuming it works for you. Yeah. If you're, if you used it and abused it and it doesn't work for you anymore, then just kill it. But that's, that to me still today is the best nootropic. I've used every peptide. I've used dihexa. I've used all the other ones, cerebral eyesin. I've used them all and they're okay, but nothing. That's the gold standard. The gold standard is modafinil. I think um, Sean, I think Sean Wells would agree with you. Sean loves it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, look, you can take Adderall, you know, there's other things that they've created, you know, um, Vyvanse, all these things, right? But they're, they're fucking speed. Yeah. And, and addictive. Yeah, exactly. Even in a surgical dose, you know, you're, you're messing around with um, heart pathways and stuff. So, you know, I, I just, again, I don't think it's risky. I, I don't want to be, you know, mis, misleading people or be irresponsible and say that, you know, using Adderall is going to cause massive problems. Cause I mean, I think everybody who's ever used Adderall knows it's an amazing focusing agent, but it's addictive. hundred yep. percent. It's addictive. Yep. So that's why you don't use that. I mean, you know, if you're going to go down that pathway, I mean, use caffeine. I mean, fucking caffeine, as you know, is addictive too, but um, yeah. yeah, I personally think that modafinil is the best, you know, all those people out there that talk about the racetams, um, and I didn't put them in the book because I've looked at the studies on them. They also cause issues. There are some people out there that love some of the racetams, um, and, and again, if you if you're one of those people that gets benefit from cool, but again, you know, dollar for dollar, milligram for milligram, I think modafinil is the best. Um, again, no side effects. You can cold turkey. I mean, I literally will use modafinil for a month straight and go off for two months, and I don't. I would never even have to use it again. But then as soon as I take it back on, my receptors are, are refreshed. And I'm just like, you know, first couple of weeks I'm on, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, Bradley Cooper limitless, you know, you feel amazing. Yeah. So, um, so other stuff then. So for fat loss, um, I still think, you know, obviously fasting, 
in a combination using um, albuterol. You know, nobody should be using clenbuterol anymore. It's it, it it causes heart damage. It definitely uh, there's all kinds of studies that, that it damages vascular pathways. Albuterol is very similar. It's obviously the next best thing, and there's not a single study on the planet that albuterol damages heart vessels or heart heart uh, function. So it's not as strong as clenbuterol, but it's the same pathways. If you take it pre-cardio, especially when you're fasted, when you have extremely low insulin, um, high, um, uh, what is it? Uh, G- fuck. No. High amp, but then the other one, it just won't come it's to the me. Same one. It's the same one. It keeps I coming back. I want to say it's so bad. It won't pop in my head, but, but, but um, albuterol pre-cardio, Fasted is amazing. Uh, six milligrams is usually the magic dose for most men. You know, if you're under 250 pounds, I wouldn't go higher than 10 milligrams because you can definitely get heart palpitations. However, again, we're in the right place at the right time. Albuterol should be on hand because, hello, how does it work? It's a bronchial dilator. COVID attacks your fucking bronchial path or, um, you know, your alveoli and causes spasming. So, I mean, if you're yeah. fucking having a spasm or having a cytokine storm and you have albuterol on your hand, whether it's an inhaler or a, you know, liquid form, that shit's going to work. That's going to stimulate. It's going to open shit up. So, yeah. you know, it's not bad to have that around, but that's, a, that's a really good fat loss. You know, there's a ton of stuff, as you know, um, I'm not big on Yoham being HCL because it causes uh, intracellular water retention. You know, a lot of guys used to use the Ohambine HCL. So we don't, I don't put that in my books and stuff anymore because it causes water retention. And sometimes it actually, for guys that are competing and they're trying to get really, really striated and really, really shredded in areas that, you know, normally are stubborn, resistant areas, it, um, it actually causes water retention even more there. Oh, wow. So, you know, I pulled that out. I'm just trying to think. I don't have the book open right now. Um, peptides, right? Just real quick on peptides. Yeah, um, yeah. So peptides are better than HGH. And we know that they're oh, yeah. not as effective as, as human growth hormone if you're, if you're using IU per IU or you know, milligram per milligram. But the problem with HGH, you know, and Ben knows this, and any of the hardcore high-level bodybuilders would know this, is over time, it causes um, postprandial um, um, uh, blah, 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 type 2 diabetes. So there are guys out there that are in the 60s who've been you know, very successful men and women um, who've been on low dose, you know, 1.8 to 2.2 IUs of growth hormone every night, five days a week for years, and they have diabetes. Mm. And it's because it's so effective, it literally shuts down um, the, the chemoreceptors. So again, you don't want to use anything that shuts off um, endogenous growth hormone. So again, obviously growth hormone is yep. uh, extremely effective. It's always effective. If you're a professional bodybuilder or strength athlete or performance athlete, you want to get huge, you're going to use a combination of obviously growth hormone and insulin. But the bottom line with growth hormone is, is that it causes over, you know, with long-term uses, it causes a very mild form of diabetes or type two diabetes. And it's very, it causes insulin resistance. Obviously that's how you get the diabetes. So I'm not a big proponent of growth hormone. I, we do talk about it in the book, but, um, the two best peptides, and there's one to add to that. And of course it's not even in the book because it wasn't even out yet, but um, the two best peptides for fat loss are ipamorelin and mm-hmm. tessamorelin. And yep. they both stimulate IGF-1 similar to growth hormone, not as pronounced, but pretty close. And of course, when you compare it from a dollar standpoint, it's way better. Um, but both of those work really, really well. Um, you know, I've done some podcasts with Dr. William Seeds. I'm sure Ben's done some podcasts with some people. I think he did a podcast with the guy with Can Labs. Okay. Um, but the reality is, you know, I was, with, I was just with him, John. But um, the, the reality is, is that, 
if you use IPA and TESA in combination and you do it right and you follow the dosage patterns, and I'm pretty sure I'm going from memory right now, but I'm sure it's IPA in the morning and TESA at night, one milligram of TESA at night, and uh, like 200 to 300 micrograms of IPA in the morning, you will get a very similar effect to growth hormone at two IUs, and you will not have um, a turnoff of your endogenous um, pulsatile release of growth hormone from your pituitary. So huge differentiation, right? Because you're maintaining some endogenous formation and function of, of growth hormone but and um, with, the, with the peptides. Now, obviously, the differentiation or the difference would be if you're a 60-year-old guy or girl, and you have very, very low IGF-1 now or, or even coming out anyway, then obviously growth hormone is going to be still the better bet because you don't have any IGF, so peptides aren't going to stimulate it. But you know, I've actually had Dr. Stickler disagrees with me on that. He says that's not true because I was just at his convention or his big thing two weeks ago, and we talked about that um, on stage. And he says it's not true. He says that you can still get some stimulation from the pituitary, even if it's almost dead from Tessa and IPA. The only other thing I wanted to mention, and I know you know about this one, Danny, is 5-amino and that's a uh, 5-amino LQ. And yeah. it's not technically a peptide. It's a small molecule. That shit is fucking unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, I wow. started using that in October. I think I was the first person on planet earth in my relationship with Taylor made and they gave me some and they gave it to me. I went down to their, their pharmacy in, in Kentucky and end of December, end of October to meet the owner, talk about doing some stuff with them, with, which I've been doing with them this year as an affiliate. And Ryan Smith gave me some, he's like, dude, just take this, take this dosage, call me back in two weeks. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, bro. Okay. You know, so I wasn't truthfully, I wasn't really like really hardcore because it was the end of November or end of October. It was literally the last week of October. And November and December traditionally for me is when I eat. I don't give a fuck, right? So yeah. um, I, I gained, I literally in two weeks of using, I gained like 12 pounds. And wow. all the people, and, and you know, I wasn't like, I didn't get fat or anything, but like all the people around me that know me and saw me every day were like, dude, what the fuck are you on? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You know, and they're like, dude, you put on like size. You're, you're bigger in your shoulders and your upper body. And I'm like, am I? Cause you know, you don't notice, right? And Monica yeah. never said shit to me either. <laughs> so, so, so then I was like, I was like, okay, weird, you know? And then I went to a medical conference like a week later or two weeks later in Tucson and everyone was like, dude, what the fuck are you on? You know, and Ryan was there like their booth at TaylorMade and I walked by him and he's like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> so I was just kind of like joking about it, but I was like, dude, what is this shit doing? So then anyway, you know, fast forward now five or six months and it's uh. It's a very potent, um, again, it's considered a small molecule, but it, it extends, it, it, it ele- same thing, it elevates AMPK, it uh, reduces delayed onset muscle soreness, it reduces lactic acid. I mean, it does so many doesn't things. Doesn't it? It also way. increases NAD, doesn't it? Yes, dude, it is insane, dude. It, it, this is something that every person who wants to live a longer, stronger life should be on. It's that simple. Now, right now, it's super expensive. You can't get it. Like as I was on this podcast, Ryan texted me. He's like, dude, I'm just checking in. Do you need anything? And I go, some five amino wouldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he wrote, he writes me back. He goes, dude, you know, I'd send you a boatload, but it's so hard for us to even hold it in stock. Right. So, wow. um, but anyway, it's that uh, it's worth mentioning. It's not in the book because the book came out in September and you know, they didn't even have the product until really technically, I mean, it wasn't even sold to human, to human beings until like the end of December. Wow. So, but that's, but that's out there now. And that will definitely be a massive game changer. You know, there's other things I know Ben knows about. You guys probably know about too. MOTC. Yeah. I've heard about MOTC. That's for fat burning, right? Yeah. So MOTC is pretty amazing because it it, it massively 
upregulates mitochondrial um, uncoupling, and it also does the same thing. It's you know AMPK pathway. Um, dude, truthfully, I they same thing. Ryan gave it to me back in like April or May of last year, dude. And I swear to God, I literally took it because they they to give you a ten milligram vial or ten milliliter vial, and he's like, just take half a vial. I'm like, are you serious? One one shot, half a vial? He's like, yeah. And dude, I laid there in my bed. I was staring at the fucking ceiling. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> i was like i am not using this again but in theory it massively upregulates mitochondrial uh sensitivity and production so if you're a lean muscular person like you and me you know it probably like overshoots the mark right but if you're a fat person i think it probably is fucking profound and i've actually heard from stickler and a couple of the other guys that it's by far the best agent to give people who are metabolically disabled or obese or insulin resistant because of what it does in uncoupling um, mitochondria. So, right. and again, it's not risky. You know, you hear my, uncoupling a mitochondria and you're like, oh my God, DNP. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But, but this is, this is mitochondrial uncoupling. This is, this is what happens even naturally in a ketogenic diet. Dr. Bickman has done research on this. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, it's just basically like for everyone who doesn't understand this, it's basically like, sitting in your car and revving the engine in part. Exactly. So the amount of energy going into the fat cell is nowhere near the amount of energy being wasted as heat. And that's what we want. Danny, you know, it's, you're so smart. So this is what I would like to do is I would literally like to do a two week test of me going back into a ketogenic diet and taking five amino, taking fucking Motsi and, um, and then taking, uh, the, what's the other peptide that they're now using? I can't think of what it is, but just, oh, uh, and just taking Tessa at night and just seeing how absolutely shredded I can get and what kind of a machine I could be. Now, obviously I, I have to go back into a ketogenic diet, but I mean, I would want to do it like hardcore, right? Like maybe I have one refeed every seven days. Yeah, dude, you better, you, know you better mean? schedule like, a photo shoot. Just do that and see. Yeah, that would be it, dude. That would be the test. That's great, man. I love it. This is great, man. There's so much new information that you've shared on this podcast. I, I really appreciate it because appreciate it. This so is much. cutting edge stuff. Yeah, no, it's epic, dude. I appreciate you guys, man. I have massive love for you guys. We didn't even talk about spirituality. Oh, we could uh, we could just sit here and talk about all types of things. I'm sure. Well, if you guys hours. want, if you guys want to go another like five minutes or so, I have no problem. I can text um, Heather and just tell her to wait because I don't have my three o'clock podcast canceled, so I can just tell her to wait. I, let's just keep going if you're okay with it. Well, we have one more question and it's, it's well, two more questions, including the last one. So I'll, I'll yeah. ask the first, you want to ask the first one? Cause this is, this is just a simple question that, that you're yeah. probably just going to be like, hell yes, but you uh, got to ask. 11. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no. so, well, you're just such a great resource and someone that we, you know, we can't even just spend one episode with, but um, I would love to have you on again to talk about peptides and female optimization. Oh, I want um, so bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. So um, I'd also love to talk about your spiritual journey, you know what I mean? And all of that. So, um, with that said, is there anywhere, like, where can people find you online and what, where can people find out more about you? Yeah. Awesome. You guys, man, I have such, um, appreciation. I, I, I mean, I have massive gratitude for this. This has been an amazing podcast. Danny's an amazing interviewer. And so are you, Rod. you guys, you guys ask great questions. Um, so I literally just transitioned my brand a hundred percent. It's not technically official, even though the site's launched, but I, you know, my site TOT revolution, which you talked about was really, and still is, I guess, um, the number one site in the world for testosterone optimization therapy. And that's from a traffic standpoint. And then from also like a Google ranking for articles and stuff, but I'm literally moving it all to my brand, which is J 
It should be jcampbell.com, but it's jccampbell because somebody is cyber squatting on my Oof. URL, <laughs> <laughs> which is difficult, right? Yeah, so like it's jccampbell.com. You can go there, reach out to me. I'm highly, highly active on Twitter. I have a huge following on Twitter. Um, and it's just at, it's at jcampbell333 because again, I know somebody still stole my name. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the easiest way. That's definitely the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, you can also email me. It's contact at jccampbell.com. And as I always do when I go on podcasts, I give away everything but um, guaranteed shredded and living a fully optimized life for free as a PDF. All you have to do is email the team. So if they just send an email to contact at jccampbell.com, I will give them the TOT Bible, the TRT nice. manual. Yep. And also um, the metabolic blowtorch diet. And then my team just created a freebie of uh, the first chapter and the introduction for uh, um, living a fully optimized life. So we'll throw that in there too. Oh, oh that's good, man. That. And I, I updated your contact because I had it at TOT Revolution. Oh, still, yeah. So that's good. I, <laughs> I updated that. Yeah, so, it all forward. So I get it anyway. But yep, we're good. Love awesome. it, man. Love it. Well, listen, stay safe, brother. Stay um, safe. Stay shining that light. Uh, we're going to do the same. Yep. Awesome, man. I said the same things back to you guys. And Mara, whenever you want me on, um, talk female and go deeper on the hormone rabbit hole. No problem. Just let me know. Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. (laughs) All right, guys. You guys have an amazing day. Stay tight. Stay loved. Stay high vibration. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Thank you. Later. Bye-bye. Little chick, who raised you?